All time highs for Bitcoin. Copper at 360. Uranium mines closing. More good drill results from a Peruvian copper gold silver explorer. Did we just get the quietest declaration of war ever? We're going to talk about the Russian hack. Robinhood was charged. Surprise, surprise, a financial entity meant or accused of allegedly deceiving. We're going to talk about AOC Shakur versus Dems, Republicans, everybody. COVID deaths are surging again. Gold is back to the 1880 level. The dollar is back above 90. The first vaccines for COVID-19 were administered this week. A lot to get to. I am Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, the world famous Fight the Fed, Nick Hodge. This is episode 98 of Bizarro World. How are you, Mr. Hodge? Are we winning yet in that fight? Are we winning? I'm doing well, Gerardo. Happy to be here. How's it going? You know, it's going well. And to answer your question, it really just depends on how much you've increased your exposure to financial assets over the past several years. Um, you know, Correct. Um, we've been very fortunate in the sense that that's kind of what we do, right? So, uh, I mean, I, I guess, it, it, I, I hate to say it when so many people are, are, are having such a tough time and we have inept politicians, and I say this every week, but inept politicians that can't agree on sending people 600 bucks in temporary relief and unemployment benefits while simultaneously shutting down businesses. Apple stores in LA are closing again because cases are surging, deaths are surging, hospitalizations are surging. And um, yeah, for everyone else that doesn't have the luxury that we have, um, they're losing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know how great to feel about that other than it's 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 fortunate for us that we positioned ourselves and you know i think i think both you and i take it take take, take that good fortune very serious and 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 it inspires a sense of responsibility to help where we can help but yeah no it's tough to see it's tough to look around and coming into christmas and the new years and you know looking back at the type of year it was for most people and 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 how much people are struggling out there it's hard to feel as good as i think i should feel about you know, what a, what, a, what a great year financially it was in the markets, right? I saw somebody tweet the other day that 2020 was a rough year unless your name was Bill or Bob or Ted. <laughs> and then you you probably own some tech company that IPO'd this year. And so you're doing just fine. And I, I just had to chuckle because it's exactly right. Who do you think had a rougher year? Like everyone else in 2020 or Rudy Giuliani last month? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's uh, skiing downhill fast, man. This was faster than faster than the makeups running on. He had an epic month. He caught COVID. He's asking, you know, allegedly, supposedly, for um, you know, a, a, a pardon uh, before he gets charged for things. A preemptive pardon. A preemptive pardon. We talked about that last week. He um he he may have called the top in gold. I don't believe that. I'm saying it to be funny, but you know he's peddling gold coins and uh, and cigars. Um, his first witness in the fraud case was a sex offender that had exposed himself to young girls. His second witness in in front of the judge at, in the courtroom, and I think Wisconsin or Michigan, was a lady that appeared to be intoxicated on pills or both. Um, he had a heck of a month and I thought it, it, it was, it perfectly encapsulated what 2020 was like for, for, for a lot of people right throughout the year. I mean, think back to March when, when this COVID thing started and we were getting the reports out of China and we didn't know what we were dealing with. And we thought, all right, we're going to have to hunker down for a month or two. And, you know, there was a toilet paper run and, 
And, you know, some people bought big freezers as I did and stored it with meat and food and, you know, non-perishable items and, you know, all the other things that you need to defend your home. And so um, that was March. And that seems like 10 years ago. And here we are in December, right? Time flies, Gerardo. It's been a heck of a year. The memes uh, encapsulated all. I'm sure you've seen them, but uh, hopefully we don't have to run over any more broken glass or coals to get to the finish line of 2020 and uh, off to the races in 2021. Off to the races is right. Let's talk the market. Um, Despite everybody struggling, despite the inept politicians, um, despite everything else, you know, the, 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 the clusterfuck that 2020 has been for most people, um, the markets continue to make all-time highs. I think it was like 52 new all-time highs in a row for the NASDAQ, right? The Dow is, is above 30,000. And, um, you know, everything is awesome on that front, right? As awesome as the Lego movie. Couldn't be better. <laughs> Let's talk gold. Back back at eighteen, uh, back at the eighteen eighty level, it looked like it wanted to get below eighteen hundred again, and it turned right around and had a pretty decent close. How are you feeling about the gold price, Nick? Tell me what the Fed said, Gerardo. I didn't pay attention. I mean, the gold is obviously in a bull market. Um, I think that you know the inflation abounds, right? And it was only a matter of time until it came back into gold. We saw. Uh, rates cool off just a touch. And so we knew that gold was tracking rates more than it's been tracking the dollar lately. We've talked and written about that, about how the correlations have changed. And so look, we'll see if it goes back to um, correlating more with the dollar. But I'm, I'm comfortable with the with the gold price here. I think, you know, we said this time and time again, many of the projects that we invested in are quite comfortable with this price, including, we start dropping names early, Midas Gold, which is due for a feasibility update here by the end of the year, right? You and I talked to Stephen in the past couple of weeks and he was telling me the other day, you know, they're, they're guiding towards the end of the year while it's, you know, we're entering the third week of December. And so we'll see what Midas Gold looks like. This did my project at um, eighteen hundred plus dollar gold because the sensitivities I think are going to go much higher, and so I feel good about it. Uh, let, let's talk Midas Gold. Everyone knows we record on Friday. There may be an opportunity for you, for those of you that listen to this on Monday. There was about a fifteen percent drop. It was up four or five percent and ended up closing down um, just a tad bit under ten percent. And most of that happened within the last twenty to twenty five minutes of trading. It looks like somebody that hit market sell and 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 collapsed and triggered um some some stops there 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 may be an opportunity to make a quick 10 or 15%. Either way, Midas Gold should be a staple in your long-term portfolio. I believe it gets permitted. I believe it has substantial downside protection because the project works so well at much lower prices and of course Company uh, board has been refreshed, as Mr. Paulson and company put it. And so, you know, it's clear that the company is in play as a takeout target. We've talked about that before. Another company that presents a good opportunity, though it presented a better one last week when we told you this, is Almaden Minerals. It was up about 15% this week on good volume. I refuse to believe that the quality of work the Poliquins have done in the community not just this year, not just last year, I'm talking the past decade, um, work that I've seen personally, a community that I've spoken with that wants this project. Um, I refuse to believe that that permit will be denied. That would not bode well for the rest of Mexico and its permitting process. So I think there's an opportunity there. And then we have to talk Chicana Copper. We talked last week about 
the short and and there was a there there was a group out there that was just selling you know 500 shares at a time every three seconds anytime there was an uptick and so that short has been covered we said as much last week i don't think it's a coincidence that the stock is up um you know pretty substantially this week it was a great opportunity last week if you were able to take advantage of that um of course the company continues to deliver some spectacular results. The company was trading below 50 cents last week. It closed just shy of 60 cents this week. How do you feel about Chicana Copper, Nick? We both cover it. We both like David Kelly. We both like the project. I like uh, Wits uh, intercepts over 100 meters. That's for sure. Of um, We'll call it relatively high-grade copper and gold. And so I'm feeling good about it. I, I think it needs to break. Uh, out from 60 cents in order to move higher and then i think uh when it does it's uh, let's just keep the theme off to the races to, to 80 cents or so and so um things are starting to come together we'll, we'll see if anybody uh wants to sell that bought it at higher prices when gold was euphoric back in the summer and uh, then i think heading into next year or results coming with uh, one karama uh, coupled with you know seven eight year high copper prices uh, gold at 18 uh, some hundred dollars and like you say the short being covered there's a lot to like there a lot to like we have to talk copper i mentioned it hit 360 you just touched on you know how robust the price is uh people much smarter than i are calling for four 450 copper i believe that in 2021 i think the demand is there i i foresee more supply disruptions i don't think the world is getting more stable um, I also think there was a, a decade at the very least of underinvestment um, in regards to exploration. So frankly, there's not a lot of great copper gold projects out there. And the two that I would really point to that I still think are absolute bargains, Chicana Copper, which we just mentioned, and Regulus Resources, which is pulled back from... You know, three months ago, the stock was trading at a buck seventy-three, a buck seventy-four. It's sitting there at a dollar three Canadian, and again, like Almaden, I refuse to believe that the halt in drilling will be a permanent halt. I think by year end, we'll see some news that it's back to normal. And I think that the group that was making noise um, will realize that it's more beneficial to be on the side of employment and on the side of development for that project than at odds with a community that supports it. So Regulus Resources is an excellent speculation, in my opinion. Going into the new year, get it while it's cheap. I, I like it. I mean, yeah, last, last week we were talking about, I think I even mentioned Rio Tinto, and these names are just hitting 52-week highs, you know, Freeport, for example. And so, um, good names. The Bitcoin went higher and the gold went higher, Nick. What's going on? That's what that's what I was saying about the correlations. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and so um, I don't know what to tell you. $22,000 Bitcoin. I, I mean, holy shit. 23? I was going to say, I'm coming up on 23, right? And so, um, you know, uh, incredible. They're marching side by side. And um, we sort of always knew it was going to be this way. And um, I don't know. Buy the dips. Buy the, the dips, sell the rips. I like it. You know what ripped? And we talked about this stock last week as well. Energy fuels absolutely ripped this week. I, I mean, missed it. Oh, it had a week. Um, news that it's 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 going to, you know, in a in, in a fairly significant way enter the rare earth 
space. Um, they'll be they'll be producing commercially in Q1 of 2021. It coincides with uranium mine closures. Uranium being the flagship business, of course. But listen, they have the ability to take their mill, which processes uranium, source monazite. Monazite having some of the most important rare earths that contribute to the, the, the magnets that, that, that tend to lead to the electric vehicles and the wind turbines and everything you need for, for the electrification of everything. These important metals are going to be able to be processed at the mill. And look, energy fuels seems to me a better play, a better play than at, the, at these prices than MP Materials, which has a market cap much higher. Now let's talk about it because you cover MP Materials. And I joked with you earlier um, in the week on Twitter, I asked you about how your MP Materials position was doing. And can you shed some light for, for those that don't subscribe to Mr. Hodge's many services? I mean, 13 to 33 in a, in a month, basically. $13 to $33 in a month. And so, I mean, that's entirely you know, momentum, FOMO stuff, uh, you know, de uh, that sort of things when I went from Fortress Value to MP. And, and certainly there's interest there. There's also the, the ETF that's um, had strong volumes of late, but the interest is, is there across the board from, um, from multiple angles, I'd say, right? So you've got the, the commodity inflation thing and we knew commodities were due for the cycle, right? Um, but then you've got the whole, you know, scarcity rarity thing, especially on the, the uranium rare earth company side, not a lot of them. Uh, and then you have this new, um, well, not new, but, you know, rediscovered, let's say, narrative of, of clean tech and renewable energy. And, um, you know, people starting to realize that you can't hit these climate goals without um, and nuclear. And now that's starting to be included in in the discussion and, and we've touched on this in previous episodes uh, you know being included in the democratic platform for example for the first time in so many years and um so um, that's a lot of fires underneath a small pot at least uh, in, in those two small subsectors uranium and, and and rare earths agreed and 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 i mentioned energy fuels in in light of mp materials because of the run that mp has had right it it it, it wouldn't be um I, uh, irresponsible for anyone looking for a potential hedge to, you know, to, to kind of protect against a, a, a pullback in MP to maybe, you know, rotate into a little energy fuels yep. being that you get, you know, you, you get the benefit of both rare earth hype, uranium hype, both hypes are, you know, very, very real. These are, these are sectors that have real utility and look, when you get on the kind of run that you've had, maybe not the worst thing in the world for people out there looking to, to, to rotate a little small position of, of those gains into something new. Energy fuels is an idea for everybody out there. Um, maybe looking to, to, to maintain some rare earth exposure, but also want some quality uranium exposure. You should guess that it uh, issue of foundational profits. I was thinking of lightening the, the load on MP a little bit myself today, but by the time you hear this episode, I may have done as much. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. I also think it's a damn impressive gain. How, how, how long ago did you get subscribers into MP? I mean, it was like the, the second <laughs> November. It's not bad work if you can get it, Mr. Hodge. That's it. Not at all. Let's talk about the fourth turning again. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in 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 the political spectrum. Oh, by the way, uh, Joe Biden is now the president elect 
of the United States of America. Did you hear that? I heard. Are they calling him that? Are the, are the Republicans <laughs> using the term? The Republicans are. Mr. McConnell himself. Dirty Mitch is in on it. Did you hear what they were calling him all week? They were calling him Cocaine Mitch. Why is that? Because he, he, he got on the floor and he said, it's time for us to put our partisanship aside and acknowledge that Mr. Biden is the president-elect. And then he went back to his seat and he slouched Scarface style. And the memes were fast and they were furious. And they, they, they were calling him Cocaine Mitch. <laughs> Cocaine Mitch the traitor. <laughs> it, it was really, really hilarious. Um, yeah, let, you know, let, let, let's talk AOC. Again, this isn't about whether you like her politics or not. This is about the way that, I, and I love this of her, she challenges the establishment. Um, here's a quote from her this week in an interview that she did um, with, a, 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 with the Federalist, uh, with Molly Hemingway. She said, what's so interesting about the Democratic Party is they technically control the House of Representatives. They've won the presidency. They have a shot at winning the Senate and the party is in complete disarray because of this issue that I am talking about. And so she went on, she was asked if she thinks it's time for Schumer and Pelosi to go. And she says, I absolutely think we need new leadership in the Democratic Party. I think one of the things that I struggle with and that a lot of people struggle with is the internal dynamic of the House has made it such that there are very little options for succession. And I think that is true of both parties. I am encouraged that, again, I disagree with some of her policy uh, points, and, and I, I also agree with, 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 with a lot of them. Um, but on this, I think she is spot on. I think she's articulate. I think she's intelligent. And yes, the Pelosi's and the Schumer's and the McConnell's, they need to be challenged. They need to be threatened politically because again, we're on the verge of another government shutdown because they can't even fund it. The same government that they've been in for decades on end, Nick, we're, we're going into the weekend and people don't know if their unemployment benefits are, are expiring. People don't know if the government will be funded on Monday. It's an absolute mess out here. So good for her for challenging the status quo because it's not getting it done. Well, yeah, that's 100% true and, and she's 100% correct. And I just say that... Um, I think you're going to see more AOCs on, on both sides and it's needed on both sides. And what I mean by that is uh, new younger blood coming in and doing just that, challenging the status quo. And of course, that's exactly what the, the fourth turning is. So, um, you know, you always you always point out or hedge that, you know, you might not agree with her politics, but you point to AOC because she's one of the first in this, let's call it, uh, you know, new wave of younger politicians. And so there'll be more people to point to, I promise you. It's just, you know, she's, I think... It, at the crest, right? Agreed. Agreed. And, 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 you know, the, the thing that really just riles me up is, is while people are wondering if they're going to wake up with, you know, a, a check, um, unemployment benefits, the ability to make a living, the, the ability to work. These are questions that a lot of families are going into the weekend and into next week, Christmas of all weeks wondering. And, and, and then I read that, Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston got $4.4 million in federal PPP loans. $4.4 million. I've been, not inside, because I'm afraid I'd burn up, but I've been 
by the church. I've been outside the church. It is massive. It is beautiful. This is an institution that doesn't pay taxes. This is an institution that just received $4.4 million while senators, Republicans, and Democrats are up there arguing about whether to send everyday Americans that are told they cannot go to work, whether they get 600 bucks or 1200 bucks, And this is a real debate. It's insane. And I get tired of coming here every week and saying it. And I look forward to the week where I don't have to. But good gracious, this pisses me off. Yeah, that's a bad one. I mean, you know, some of the funds were going to be misappropriated and you know how I feel about churches anyway. And so for a, <laughs> a mega church, a mega church like that, and especially one that's, you know, um, one of those inspirational seeking alms from its members, you know, more seemingly profit seeking than nonprofit, right? Um, and you speak to the the magnitude of the church as, a, as an example. And it's, it's definitely distasteful to, to see institutions like that get loans. And, you know, it's funny you speak to about that one because it's a big one, right? And um, I, I was messing around with, you know, there's that tool out there you can look up who's got the, the paycheck protection loans by name of the business or address. And I've been messing around, messing around with that tool a lot because it's very interesting. And um, I was just looking at my hometown and back in Maryland, you know, I just wanted to see in a small little two one. 921 zip code where I grew up who was getting the biggest funds and um, you know it was Immaculate Conception Church getting $800,000 right the little Catholic church uh, the parish that I was a part of growing up as a kid and so it's like what are you guys doing getting $800,000 right and you wonder if every Catholic church in every zip code got $800,000 I mean it's just crazy it's insane it's insane yeah. and, and, and again this is the same Lakewood church that shut its doors down to people during the last major hurricane in Houston um, when people needed a place, you know, to, 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 to be safe. And so again, it, it, if you're getting the tax break and you're not paying taxes and you're not paying into the system, then you don't deserve it. Isn't this argument they make all the time about, you know, people on welfare and people that get benefits from the government and, you know, they, they, they don't pay taxes though. Of course, you know, everyone indirectly pays taxes, but if you're getting the tax exemption and, and you're financially well off, why are you get, taking taking $4.4 million while restaurants and bars and, you know, if you want to get a little bit more controversial, this won't make me a lot of friends, but sex workers, what, why, why does a stripper or a bartender at a strip club not qualify for PPP loans if she's an independent contractor or he's an independent contractor? pays taxes on the money, has the tax returns to prove it, and is making a living in a legal profession. Those people didn't qualify for PPP loans. Who gets to pick who wins and who doesn't? We talked about the Fed earlier. And then that, obviously the Fed is, you asked me what what, what Jerome said. What Jerome said is we're going to get inflation one way or the other. Um, And yeah, don't worry about the inequality part. I'm going to ramp that up. And then turned right around and told me that he's buying $40 billion of mortgage-backed securities every month to keep mortgage rate lows, mortgage rates low for people that qualify for a mortgage. Um, and, and is begging, is begging po- the, the politicians to, to come up with a, another stimulus package. That's what Jerome and, said. 
And you know, the 600 bucks that you talked about, you know, you know how they're talking about paying for that, right? It's by cutting the, like the, the extended unemployment uh, amount that you're going to get. Right. And so they're, they're going to take it away from people that already don't have jobs, right. To pay for these, these checks that are going out. And so um, it's the priorities of the system, right? I mean, it's, it's not hard to see where they are. And meanwhile, I have a former Houston police captain in the same city, in the same city, instead of this former Houston police captain being upset about the inequality and the unfairness and, and the selectivism from our elected politicians, this genius was charged Tuesday with running a man off the road and pointing a gun to his head two weeks before the election because he thought the guy was part of a voter fraud conspiracy theory. He, this guy, Mark Anthony Aguirre, 63 years old, former, have you heard about this? I have not. Former police captain was paid, get this, more than a quarter million dollars by a Houston-based private citizens group investigating 2020 election fraud claims. He was asked by the attorney general's office, he asked a lieutenant with the Texas attorney general's office to conduct a traffic stop to help with his investigation. When the idea was rejected by the attorney general's office, he said he'd do it himself in making a citizen's arrest. So he ran his SUV into the back of a man's truck. When the man got out, this ex-police captain points a gun at him and puts him on the ground and puts a knee on his back. Jesus. He then told the cops after Aguirre was arrested that he had conducted surveillance on this guy for four days. Turns out this guy is an ordinary air-conditioned repairman. Jesus Christ. This guy thought that the AC equipment inside was boxes full of stuffed ballots. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would be funny if it wasn't so damn tragic that this is where we are in America. This is insane. I'm three hours away from Houston. I got to worry about maybe, you know, if, if, if I'm loading something up in my truck and, and driving somewhere, should I have to worry about some asshole ex-police captain thinking I may have stuffed ballots in the back of my pickup? That, law and order, Gerardo. Law and order. order. This is just absolutely nuts. Nuts. Um, yeah, just crazy to me. I, I Again, and I, I think it just speaks to where, again, the extremist part of our political parties, um, where, 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 where they're at, you know, the things that we're upset about. Um, let's talk about something that's got me hot. The Russian hack. I'm sure you read about that. Oh my gosh. Yep. Is this the quietest declaration of war that nobody wants to talk about that we've ever seen? They hacked the treasury. They hacked every major corporation. They have financial records. This is a quote from Stephen Lynch, the head of the House of Representatives Oversight and Reform Committee, after he attended a classified briefing. He said, this hack was so big in scope that even our cybersecurity experts don't have a real sense yet in terms of the breadth of the, of the intrusion itself. There's a lot more that we don't know than what we do know, said Congressman Jamie Raskin. I'm hopeful the government will learn exactly how this was perpetrated on us and what the full scope of the damage is. This included Fortune 500 companies. They roamed the servers of our government and major corporations for as long as nine months. 
the Energy Department, the National Nuclear Security Administration, which manages, of course, if you're not keeping up, the country's nuclear weapons stockpile. Sure. It was breached. And we know it came, according according to the reports, uh, from Russian hackers. This follows the report months ago that I was so pissed off about where they were putting bounties on American soldiers in the Middle East. And Russia was supposedly behind that. For all the damn tweets, I haven't seen one tweet about the bounty or this from Mr. Trump, who's still our president. And maybe I missed it. Well, I think we're going to have to do some standing up and we'll see how this turns out in the context of a fourth turning. But, um, you know, uh, it's going to be a power struggle between these uh, big na- big nations in the in the in the coming years for uh, resources and for uh, climate things, et cetera. I mean, you were talking about rare earths earlier, right? And the the need to secure them. And so, um, I don't know if it's a declaration of war, but it's a giant giant hack. And I think that people should take more seriously the threat of Russia and China um, as we head. Uh, further into this decade, right? Um, it's something I've been thinking more about lately as we uh, put the Trump thing to a close, right? What's the what's the next thing, right? You were writing about the next black swan the other day, right? Mm. And, um, and so it's 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 going to be a big issue. I mean, the, the foundation is already laid for the uh, the currencies and uh, moving away from the petrodollar, etc. And so um, this is definitely a shot across the bow for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Meanwhile, China's on the moon playing around, having a blast <laughs> while our ex-police captains are out here pointing guns to people, everyday citizens out there working. You know, one of the few people out here that can work in Houston. Um, China's you know, going to the moon, bringing moon rocks back and just hanging out and setting up for the next hundred years. Right. <laughs> laying the foundation. Elon's trying, to, Elon's trying to get us there. Right. Mr. Bezos as well. Is shorting Tesla the worst short ever? I mean, has been Nick. for a long time. <laughs> I have no skin in the game. Listen, I I I, I think Me the man's, I think the man's a genius. I think like all geniuses, he overpromises, but he delivers. He just takes a lot longer to deliver than 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 expected. Um, which again, you know, if you look at historically, uh, you look at people that are th- that 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 gifted and 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 think in that in that way. That that's kind of what tends to happen. Um, but man, I have to say, I've been reading about Tesla being shorted for years. And Gosh. I, oh my God, I don't know that there has ever been a worse short ever. Year, month after month, year after year for, I don't know what, 10 years now, maybe? I mean, he's called a you know fraud and this will never make money. And then it was, he'll never make that much money. And then nobody will ever buy one of these $100,000 cars. And then it was, well, he'll never mass produce them. And then it was, well, he'll never mass produce them and make them affordable. And then it was the autopilot isn't really autopilot. That's a fraud. And then it was like, I, I mean, I, I I can't keep up with all the excuses. I just know a lot of people have had their ass handed to them. And I feel bad. A little bit. Seven, seven years it's been. Um, I've never owned the stock either. I mean. Uh, call that a mistake if you want, but what a rocket ship, Gerardo. I mean, look at this thing in, <laughs> in 2020. 80 bucks to 695 bucks. Incredible. In- Incredible. Incredible. And Spokane just bought three. Where, where Spokane police just got three Teslas. 
Go Spokane. So uh, we're, we're doing fleet sales. I like it. I like it. Go Spokane. Um, <laughs> let's talk some good news. Um, the first vaccines, uh, COVID cases are surging, not just the cases, but hospitalizations and deaths, unfortunately. But we did see the very first vaccines administered this week. I got to admit, Nick, um, you know, whether you're going to take the vaccine, not take the vaccine, whatever you believe, um, it, it, it touched me a bit, you know, in, in, in a good way, in a positive way um, to see people relieved that they could finally see a path forward to getting back to a new normal. Um, or a lot of elderly people that I saw like on the news and, and even here um, in Round Rock and Austin that hadn't seen their grandkids for nine, 10 months and just jubilant at the thought that, you know, within a few weeks or so, they'd be able to, to get back out there and, um, and be with family again, you know, again, especially with Christmas coming up. So um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was neat. I thought that was a positive feel good story amidst my anger at all the stupid politicians that we have out here messing everything up. You see Pence get jab? You see him jab <laughs> Pence with it? I saw Pence. I saw McConnell. I, you know, all the, um, all the, all the, yeah, you know, and, and, and again, hey, to each their own, uh, politics is not my thing. I am not a fan of most politicians. I'm not a fan of any politician. I have politicians whose policies, you know, I agree and disagree with, and some that I like more than others, and some that I really dislike, like Mr. Ted Cruz. But, this was good. This was good. And I, you know, I, again, whether you take the vaccine or not, it's good that we have the option, right? Let's, let's, let's hope that this rollout is effective. Let's hope that the side effects and any uh, consequences as a result of the vaccine are short-term in nature. Um, you know, if we pivot back to COVID, there's so much we still don't know about the long-term effects because it's a relatively new, um, you know, thing. And so, yeah, it, it made me smile this week to see people happy about getting back out there, hopefully soon. It's a collective sigh of relief for sure. A, a moment of humanity coming together, multiple vaccines mm -hmm. now, uh, you know, on their way to the market and um, needs to ramp up, of course, right? Uh, we got our first doses here in, in Spokane as well. They went to one hospital, but, you know, some hospitals didn't get them. So uh, more on the way, but uh, good to see. And, um, you know, we've talked about it obviously already, but euphoria in the markets and, and some of that is due to, uh, liquidity and money printing, of course, but uh, the market's always looking forward. And I think some of that is due to that collective sigh of relief, right? Um, you know, pricing in that light at the end of the tunnel. Agreed. And, you know, let's bring it back to China. Do we think that we're going to have, and the market obviously is pricing it in, um, along with, you know, capital flight from other places that's coming to the U.S. And, 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 and looking for that dividend yield that some of those blue chip stocks provide. But that aside, do, 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 do we see a, a recovery like in China, which, you know, they're ripping and roaring. They're, you know, they're back at the clubs and construction is booming and, you know, the, the numbers are coming in. And they look fantastic. Is that what we have to look forward to in 2021? Because if that's the case, man, does that bode well for a, a metal like copper, right? Yeah, it does. And, and to be honest, I'm not sure. You know, unemployment is still high. You were writing about the number this week coming in the uh, higher than expected. There's a lot of uh, businesses that have closed, but you know, at the same time, there's a lot of uh, opportunities that have opened up as a result, right? Uh, I was reading that the number of, you know, 
uh, federal tax IDs that, that have been filed for is, is up significantly as people open new businesses, right? As they have to turn to alternatives and there'll be new things taking off. And of course, that always begets new services, et cetera. And so, um, you know, I don't know. This The bull market is, is long in the tooth, Gerardo. I mean, it's, it's 10, 11 years old as far as the, the stock market is concerned. And so... Um, uh, what do I want to say? Um, I, you know, I think that um, the cycle for stocks is such that you have to have some some coming down because the valuations are so high. I mean, I get that there's still yield here uh, compared to, to the bond market, uh, et cetera. And so um, let's say a, a couple of quarters of this of this, you know, pricing in this Goldilocks market. And, and then let's see. I, I mean, I think there's still some things that need to be dealt with. But I think in the short term, at least, yes, to, 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 to your answer, mark, market's higher. Yeah. Get your copper stocks now, folks. If you don't already have them, there's still a lot of bargains out there. We've highlighted a couple that 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 we think are good speculations. Do your due diligence. But yeah, there's still a lot of stuff on sale. I think that... Um, you know, the bottom line is we've had a, a pretty decent um, sell-off in some very quality names because of tax loss and end-of-year reshuffling. And, you know, that's presented an opportunity. I've added some positions personally recently. We'll likely do so some more next week. And then and then we wait. Then I, I, then I hope everybody has a great Christmas and a great New Year. And, you know, if you don't celebrate Christmas, just have a great holiday, whatever you celebrate. If you don't celebrate, just have a great time and be nice to each other. But I hope it's great between now and year end. And then I think starting January 11th, right, we come back from the New Year and nothing happens that first week as far as drill results go. Um, the first is on a Friday. The following week, everybody's just going to be getting back in the swing of things. But I think Monday the 11th, I think that's going to be a very interesting week for companies like K2 Gold, which we mentioned last week, companies like New Plasterdome Gold, which it now looks like that's when they'll have their results because we didn't get them this week. Um, that has uh, That's consequential for Nevada Sunrise Gold, 20% partner of Kinsley Mountain. So a lot of results to look forward to. Chicana Copper should have more results by then. The first results from Juan Camara. Is that what the translating service says? That's it. <laughs> the biggest and best target on the property, according to many that have seen it. So no, look, I'm excited for 2021. I know 2020 is not over yet. Um, this is a long winded way of saying, have a great Christmas, a great holiday, a great next week. And I, I, I hope everybody can, um, can just come together and find some common ground, man. We can't, we can't be making citizens arrest because the guy's got some AC stuff in his back, back, back of his truck. And he's an AC repairman putting guns to people. What's wrong with people out there? Be kind to each other. Um, Nick, is there anything else you want to get into? No, that's that's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's the, the wrong, it's the wrong kind of freon. They outload that stuff. Um, uh, no, I think there's a lot to look forward to. I think that uh, you'll start to notice a new logo in the corner of this podcast. If you're a, a, a web sleuth, you'll you'll find the new website and and sign up. We'll make a more formal launch. Here shortly, um, I'm talking, of course, about Digest Publishing and, and Daily Profit Cycle, which are uh, coming to fruition and which we'll have more announcements on soon and, and which we're excited about for the uh, new year. Um, you know, 2020 was uh, good for a lot of reasons. It was bad for a lot of reasons, but I am not going to miss it. I am uh, certainly ready to, to look ahead and, and put this one behind us and 
uh, saying Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa to everyone out there. And uh, I think that's it for me. I like it. I like it. Um, Sam here. I was going to talk Robin Hood being charged. Uh, they just settled. Well, I'll talk about that next week because obviously we've had enough serious discussions for one uh, for for one episode here. But a lot to look forward to. I'm excited for 2021. I want to wish everybody the best out there. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 98 of Bizarro World. Have a good one and stay safe out there, everybody. See ya.